Hello, and welcome to Bearing Not Broken. This is your host, Bonnie Ruth. I am so excited for season three, episode two with my friend, Robin. She courageously and vulnerably shares her story of navigating 31 years of endometriosis as a single childless woman. You will be inspired by her strength and encouraged by the practical and helpful information she shares with us. Robin reminds us that no matter the barren places in our lives, we do not have to live broken. And I think so often when we don't communicate or when we don't advocate for ourselves in the way of, hey, this is real, Mm -hmm. then we are perpetuating. That's what I'm looking for. Mm, We're perpetuating this silent disease, this silent disorder that people are dealing with. I call it a disease. I know it's technically not termed that yet, but I think it should be. Oh, I'm is it? Sure it is. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. for a long time, like when I was going through it at first, it was like barely labeled a disorder. And I'm oh. like, how is this not like, how is this not, you yeah. know, like, I mean, it started for me at, um, I think I was 12. Wow. Um, and so I just, I honestly think we cannot perpetuate the isolation of it. Agreed. Um, and so that kind of leads me into like, what do you feel like? Well, first, do you have anything else to share to any of that? No, great. Okay. No, I, I Cause it. I think what you said was so brilliant of oh, thank you. just being willing to step out and say something and realize that you're inviting people, the right people in your corner, mm-hmm. because think about yeah. how even more successful we could be at our jobs yeah. because we were honest and we were able to create an environment in which excelled us versus mm-hmm holding us back because we're trying to survive something on our own. Right. Right. And it's it doesn't such a work. heavy weight to bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a heavy weight. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like you were able to kind of come to this place? You've, you're, you shared about the grief and how it hit and like mm-hmm. really, um, I think it does hit for everybody in really weird times. Grief is individual. It's so individual. Yeah. It's, it's your own story and journey and timing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it hits different for me and Jason. I'm, it hits sure. different for my parents, sure, which I'm sure it does for yours with, yep. with my brother and my nephews. My little nephews are always like, you guys would, would have been great parents, they say. Oh. And they, they're so sweet because they want it. They love us. They yeah. see that. They care about it. Yeah. And they know that it's not happening. And yeah. so they're, you know, so I, I say that to say that people want to walk our journey with us. Yeah. And so how do you feel like in knowing, okay, I'm grieving in my own way. My family, my relationships are grieving mm-hmm. in their own way around, around your story. How did you keep from isolating? Um, I didn't always. Mm. Yeah, I didn't always. It was, yeah. it's hard because when you're in so much pain that you can't even think straight. Right. What, what are you going to do? Go out to coffee with your friends? Right. Like <laughs> you, you can't know. even get out of bed. No. Yeah. And, and I mean, I was that, I would, that was just the case this weekend because my yeah. pain's been so bad. So Aww, <clears throat> girl, I did not oh, it's know okay. That. Yeah, it's okay. Um, and so uh, there's days when I don't know how to not do that. Um, but I think what's great is I do have people that kind of, um, force me out. I don't yeah. know if that's the right way to say it, but, that's good. but they'll, they'll, uh, you know, ask me to, you know, hang out with them or just come over and hang out with us on the couch or what, what, yeah. what have you. So yeah. I think that's been really helpful, but I honestly, d- I, I, I can't say that I've fixed that mm-hmm. or that I don't ever isolate myself because yeah, um, that's real. Yeah. I mean, it, it just real. kind of is what it is. I yeah. mean, most days I can, I can, I can keep on and, and yeah. not cancel plans. And yeah. there's some days where I'm like, I literally don't want to talk to another yeah. human person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think no, that's totally. where, 
it's so helpful to have my dog because I can talk to him yeah. and he doesn't talk back and yeah. he doesn't, you know, yeah. yell yeah. or anything. He just, exactly. you know, loves me no matter what. He curls so. up and they know too. They know when he we're, knows. when we're having those days. They yeah. Do. They're very comforting. They are. Our Zoe dog's the same way. Yeah. Um, I think that's real though. And I, and I asked it for, for the reason of hoping that you would hope, hope hoping that you would be vulnerable <laughs> with us. Um, yeah. is that, I think that's just the nature of it. Yeah. The isolation part is an ebb and flow thing. Mm -hmm. There's times where you do need to pull back Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And then Mm -hmm. there's times where you're pulling back out of how overwhelming it is Mm -hmm. or how, to be honest, scary sometimes it can be um, and just how debilitating it can be. Yeah. And so I think that it's, it's a tightrope. At Mm -hmm. least it was for me and Mm -hmm. still is sometimes of like, what's the tightrope of connection Mm. and space that's needed. Mm -hmm. And I think both are very valid and very real. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's important to have people in our lives that can say, Hey, this isn't, this isn't a, you need space time. You're isolating, (laughs) you know, or like, um, Hey, it's okay. Like take the weekend. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. You Mm -hmm. know? And I, I, for me, I don't know if you've had this, but I've just had to, in my relationships, find the right way for me to say, Hey, I love you. And this is not personal. And I'm, but I can't, like, Mm -hmm. I can't tonight. And there were some Mm -hmm. bummer moments where we, Mm -hmm. we missed some really fun things in life because I couldn't, or, you know, there were times where my friends would be bummed because they don't understand. Mm -hmm. It's not because they didn't care or love for me, but they're bummed because I'm missing out on something that's important to them. Sure. And so that's real too. And I think we have to Mm -hmm. give space for our friends to feel that. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell me a little bit like in your friendships or with your family, Mm -hmm. how have you kind of created that space for them to, you want to be the one cared for because you're the one going through it, right? (laughs) I feel like sometimes when you're this person on this side of it, you have to kind of be the nurturer in some Mm -hmm. ways and you have to be the educator. And that Mm -hmm. irritates a lot of people. And I I hear often like, we shouldn't have to but to be frank, like, I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah. I think that we do have to be the educators yep. because we're the ones that are in need yep. and we need to tell people what we need. Mm-hmm. And it's the worst thing as humans, I think that we are at knowing what we need for mm-hmm. ourselves. But I think it's so worth awakening to our own selves so that we learn what we need. Yeah, exactly. And it takes time. And in every season that looks different and every relationship, it looks different. So, I mean, God, it's exhausting. So I can see why people get annoyed about it, but it's worth it. Yeah. And yeah. so how have you found, like knowing that it's worth it, what's kind of been your approach to your relationships in, in that? Yeah. Um, gosh, I like my best friend, for example, she knows me probably the most out of almost anybody in my life. Mm-hmm. And so she, I can just say, today's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll know exactly why. Yeah, exactly. And she knows just to encourage me yeah. or will she'll tell me another trashy TV show yeah. to watch or, you know, just something to kind of, cause that's how we, that's yeah. how we respond to each other. I think my mom knows too, like just yeah. by looking at me, which is, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's hard yeah, now because she too. doesn't live here, but yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, but she can usually tell and I can usually yeah. say, okay, it's not good. Yeah. And she'll know. Yeah. Um, so I think th- there does, there does come a place of kind of educating on just yeah. like you can, you teach people how to show you love. Yes. You've got to teach people how to show you care when it comes to yeah. that. Because like for me, um, if I'm feeling terrible, I don't want people in my house. Yeah. I want to be on yeah. my own, but yeah. I would, you know, 
shoot me a funny text or yeah. check in on me, yeah. ask me how I'm doing. Even if I say things are fine and they're not, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. at least me knowing that you're checking in is helpful. Yeah. I think sometimes I just have these like uh nightmare of me like falling in my apartment or breaking my leg and nobody's there and not being yeah. able to get out, which yeah. of course won't happen. But, um, but I think <laughs> those are real to... thoughts. I, I, I get it. <laughs> no, you know, hunky husband. Kind yeah, of yeah. To me, you know? yeah. Uh, but I think that you do kind of have to teach people how to care for you well and yeah. what their idea of caring for you well may not be your idea. So yeah. um, sharing with them and saying, Hey, in these moments to care for me well, looks like this. Yeah. That would be incredibly helpful. Yeah. Great. Now I know so that at least I can, you know, do that for you. So I think, I think there is a level of that, that it's completely okay. Like you, you go through that on a regular basis, just teaching people how to love you well, or, um, you know, there's that great book, the love languages that kind of helps you to, to, to formalize how, um, you feel the most loved. And I think the same thing has to do with caring well when you're not feeling great and when you're. I mean, I'm sure for you and your husband, you've learned how to navigate that and, and, you know, yeah. what looks that way for you may not look that way for me or exactly. for other people. And so yeah. kind of finding those ways of this is what I like to have happen when, yeah. when I'm not feeling great and yeah. to be able to share that I think is yeah. perfectly okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You should do that. I think it's important. I think mm-hmm. that's how we keep from isolating. Yeah. Um, we may need to step back and have our own space, but I think yeah. isolation, isolation is a mindset. Yeah. And so um, there's a difference of needing to pull back and take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and also pull back, whether that be physically or emotionally, take Mm -hmm. care of yourself. Mm -hmm. But isolation is a mindset in which we approach how we are dealing with this chronic disease um, and all of the layers of decisions that have come with it. Mm -hmm. And so I do think it's important that we help the people who care about us Mm -hmm. because they want to love and help us. And they cannot do that. And we cannot maintain um, an intimate and, and deep and caring relationship if we don't help them with that. Yeah. So absolutely. they can help us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a return thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's meant to be selfish or it's no. meant to be um, a demanding thing on us even more than we have. Right. But I do think that it's it's how we keep meaningful relationships mm-hmm. when we're walking through mm-hmm. chronic disease. Yeah. Um, so going back to the hysterectomy thing. Yeah. Um, thing I said thing like it's like <laughs> it's a thing it's definitely it's a freaking definitely a thing, thing. Yeah, um, in all caps yeah, yeah and yeah. and more yeah. um, so how do you feel like uh, you made that decision okay your grief kind of came after mm-hmm. but talk to me about being a single woman and making mm. that decision because yeah. you know I mean I know for Jason and I making that decision together I mean Jason was very much your body, mm. you know, this affects you in ways that it can never affect me. So there was parts mm. of it that he couldn't make the choice. What a great husband. He, he, he was, <laughs> I mean, he felt it with me and he oh. was in it, but he allowed me space to like, yeah. what do you want? What does your body need? Sure. But like you, after 18, almost 19 years of my body bullying me, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm done. Like, yeah. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, but that didn't negate the piece in which, okay, like now we're asking ourselves, how do we build legacy? Mm-hmm. Now we're asking ourselves, so do we have a will? Should we have, <laughs> I mean, like, does anybody give a crap about what we have? Oh, like, like, shit. you know, you start asking like yeah. questions that you've never thought to ask before. Mm-hmm. How, how will I navigate this decision, that decision, you know, how will we feel about each other? How do I feel about for you? Like, mm-hmm. how do I feel like future relationships? You're trying to navigate questions that 
you haven't even got to yet. And I think um, that's just a piece that a lot of people, unless you're facing that, Mm -hmm. you can't understand. So I, I kind of want to encourage the listener who's maybe listening so they can show care to someone going through it, but then also the person going through it. Like one, it is so layered. Mm-hmm. It is so big. Yeah. And, and to be frank, I don't think you can answer all the questions Mm-mm. when you're making the decision. Mm-mm, you can't, you can't. Uh-huh. And, and I had to come to that place. So I'm mm-hmm. sure you did too, but I, mm-hmm. I want to hear from you kind of, I know how we had to navigate that, but how, how did you approach that? Yeah. Like as an individual and as someone who has people in their lives that care and you have goals and you have dreams, mm-hmm. um, share with us a little bit you know, as, as vulnerable or as open as you want to be of just, what did that look like for you? Yeah. Great question. I, um, gosh, I think for me, because I didn't want to even try to have kids until I was married. And and that was, that's very much, it's not been close to a table (laughs) on the table, uh, in a very long time. And so, um, and I didn't have that like ticking clock that some women have when, they really want to be a mom at a certain yeah. time. And so yeah. I think God really um, uh, protected me in that yeah. way because I didn't really, how do I describe it? Like it, I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't kind of getting rid of something that I yeah. was planning on using, yeah. if that makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the yeah. moment. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so um, the, the grieving really came definitely much after because okay. my decision was to try to help end my pain because yeah. I've been in pain for so long. Yeah. And so Not that's, it. that's really what I was hoping it would, it would accomplish. And yeah. so for, um, I had the surgery recovery was pretty awful. Yeah. Um, I was on for eight awful. weeks. It was pretty awful. I mean, at least for me, cause I Same. had lots of complications. Yeah. I had this really bad infection we didn't know about. Yeah. I had to catheter myself, oh. which was, the worst thing I've ever done. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so lots of it was just kind of compounded into yeah. this like crazy experience. Yeah. So finally figured out, um, finally got pain free for wow. about a year. Wow. And um was like, oh my gosh, it's a whole this life. Is life. Everything's great. Yeah. Well then my pain came back and that's when I was like, then why did I make that decision? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm back that to where hard. I was yeah. back where I started. Now there's quite a, there's lots of women that go through this particular surgery that okay. have great success from yeah. it and, yeah. and, um, can just kind of yeah move on, move on and, and be pain free, which is incredible. But for my body, it just didn't behave that way. And yeah. so, um, and so I think a lot of my grieving came much, much later mm-hmm. because now I'm dealing with pain again. Yeah. Now I have to go back doctor shopping. Yeah. Now I have to go back and like, plead yeah. my case because yeah. it's so easy to right. talk about how much pain you're in yeah, and exactly. nobody can see it. Yeah. And I don't come into the doctor like with my pajamas on yeah. and crying. I yeah. just don't know how to do that. Yeah. And so I am usually put together and it's yeah. so there's, well, you have a high pain talk. That's a thing. Yeah. It's like I mean, I when you're going in the doctor, years. like you, like you and I have for so many years, Yeah. like your pain tolerance. Luckily my, my last doctor that did my hysterectomy, he goes, you have really high pain tolerance. <laughs> like this is not what's going on is not okay. Mm-hmm. And I, again, it go, probably goes back to minimizing as well, but sure. like we do, we've had to endure a lot of pain, yeah, a lot That's of physical lot. pain. Yeah. And so it gets this tolerance, you know, mm-hmm. people talk about like having tolerance to alcohol or this or that or the other, we have pain tolerance that I wouldn't wish on anyone. Yeah. And so when you go into the doctor, how do you convince them when 
you've had to tell yourself, right. I'm good. Right. Right. I know it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's interesting when, when you haven't experienced it yourself, yeah. it's, it's, it's tough yeah. that way, but yeah, <coughs> so grieving definitely came later and I think I'm still kind of navigating that just because it, my pain mm. is back and yeah. it's like, we've tried all these things now to try to yeah. get it down and it's not working. And, mm -hmm. um, but as far as like the grieving of kids, it just comes at the most random times. Yeah. Like I'll be at church Same. and watching kids go by and I'm like, Oh, I could have mm -hmm. done that. Or, yeah. um, it usually with kids when I see yeah. kids, like okay. I love kids so much. They yeah. just may bring me so much joy and they're oh. so funny. And there's, I love like three they and four. So it's like, give yes, me all of them. They they're the so funny. And <laughs> <laughs> they are the best. So, they will say whatever. They will say whatever. And it's yeah. so, oh, so delightful. That's awesome. Um, so usually when I like yeah. see kids or I see like my friends with their kids yeah. and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. And then yeah. there's this little twinge of like, yeah, Ugh, I don't get to do that. That's yeah. cool. You know? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so I think that that's, yeah. that it's, it's not a, a one-stop shop. It's no. not like you're healed yeah. and you're done yeah. grieving. I think, yeah. you know, like we said, he, grieving is different for every single person. Yeah. Even if you have a shared experience, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, you, exactly. you grieve it differently. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if that ever stops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't know that it does either. Yeah. And I think we have to come to a place of being okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's typically, that's honestly why I wanted to ask the question because yeah. so you saying that is, I hope people will soak in what mm -hmm. you just said, because we do try to have an ending to it. Mm -hmm. And the decision that we have been forced to make is there's not an ending to that decision. Um, especially when you are still navigating pain and things like that and disappointment. Um, and I, I think it's also then navigating society's expectations mm -hmm. on, you know, like you said, you didn't necessarily in that, in that season of your life, you weren't necessarily planning on making that decision or, mm -hmm. or even wanting that potentially. Yeah. And so, which is, totally fine. And sure. I, I think we aren't aware sometimes of how there's just common expectations that then we are grieving out of that. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. I hate that mm -hmm. women have to grieve something that's maybe not even what they want in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe they didn't know they did. And then now they're grieving it. Cause they're like, well, I might have, you, you know? Yeah. yeah. And now you just don't have a choice. So mm -hmm. it's so layered. It's mm -hmm. so tender and it is so individual. Yeah. Um, it's even individual for Jason, you know, sure. like there are times where I'm like, whoa, what is going on? You know, like, <laughs> what is the, your problem? Um, like, I don't act like that. You know, we're so gracious to ourselves compared to other people sometimes. But anyways, I just, I've known that it's been his own thing too. Mm, yeah. It's been my mom's own thing. You know, there yeah. even recently, my mom was really having a hard time with it mm -hmm. and not anything to do with me. Sure. No bad feelings towards me. Not, none of that. No. But it, this area is something that affects so many people. Mm -hmm. And so it's a decision that's when I say layered, it's layered in every capacity. Yeah. Very much. And there's just really, honestly, no way to put it into words. Mm -mm. Even if you have gone through it, I don't think we can put it in words yeah. that adequately displays how intricately layered it is. Yeah. Um, and so with that, I think, you know, what I appreciate you sharing is that you had to kind of be okay with the fact that you are now grieving something that you didn't expect to grieve. Mm -hmm. And, 
and allowing yourself to do that, the space to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and realizing that, okay, like this is, (laughs) this is where I am. And that's, that's no small thing to come to. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I admire you for letting yourself go there Mm -hmm. to, to, to discover that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think in it, what's very unique is that each one of us have to make a continual choice mm-hmm. um, to thrive and not just survive. Yeah. Because what we deal with is survival mode. Mm, like we have to live in that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be on guard. You know, I, I even find myself, and this is TMI. So if you're a dude listening, sorry. <laughs> um, but we are talking about things that affect the female yes, organs, but yes. like there well, are still, yeah, yeah, there, there are still moments where I panic if I'm out and I'm like, oh my God, what if I start bleeding? Mm, yeah. I'm like, I currently talk mm-hmm. on wood, praise you, Jesus, all the things yeah. like I'm, I'm not in that, in that state, but like, there's a panic that can yeah. come over me of like. I'm not prepared mm-hmm. because I've spent so many years making sure I'm prepared in case something crazy happens mm-hmm. and my body just begins to like fight against itself. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just interesting. Um, you know, there was, we went on to Hawaii for our 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So it was about a year after my hysterectomy. Okay. And um, we specifically kind of, decided let's do it on our 20th and a year after whatever. So we were kind of celebrating and, you know, taking time to honor all the things in our journey. And I was like, (laughs) it's just so dumb, but it's real. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh my gosh, what if I, like, I need to check the calendar. Yeah. Yep. I'm a year outside of my hysterectomy. I'm not going to believe, I don't right, got you're nothing. Not anything. Yeah. I, I ain't got nothing, you know, like the one good the thing. One good the thing. one good thing. It's the yeah. one good thing. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, what yeah. are you doing, Bonnie? But I was in such trauma, PTSD, like I'm programmed to build my life mm-hmm. and good things mm-hmm. around what potentially could be traumatic. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think, for, for listeners, if you are someone who has walked through any anything mm-hmm. that is a chronic disease or a chronic illness or chronic trauma, mm-hmm. um, I think Rob and I both would want you to know, like, don't, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Give yourself grace. Give yourself sure. grace yeah. because you have lived in a state in which most people cannot. Yep. Um, and so that kind of leads me to, we'll, we'll wrap up here in, in just a few minutes, but um, just tell us a little bit of what is like a moment where you, and, and maybe you haven't had this, so that's okay too, <laughs> but where you felt hope mm. and a moment where you have felt just like there's no hope. Yeah. And, and yeah. I asked both questions because I think we all experience both of those moments mm. at some point in time. Um, and so just share with us a little bit of how you kind of felt that and, and how you navigated those. Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's, I think I get both continually in different moments throughout. I think, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of a time. Well, I, you know, I felt hope after I finally healed from my hysterectomy Mm, and was pain-free for the first time that I could ever remember. Yeah. And it was so hopeful and I was like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. 
the sky's brighter and the yeah. colors are brighter yeah. and what's happening. And you know, it's possible. I knew it was possible. Yeah. I still was like, okay, when is it going to hit yeah. the floor? Like, when is it coming back? So I don't think I ever really fully enjoyed yeah. that year. Yeah. Um, because I was still just, cause like you said, you're yeah. just so programmed and yeah. you know, for what's to come. So, yeah. um, that's probably when I felt the most hopeful, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, maybe there is a, a, a resolution to yeah. all of this. And then on the flip side, I think, um, I, so since I've been here, um, I found a doctor here, thank goodness. It took a little Mm. bit of trying, but I finally found out it's a pain management specialist and we've done three nerve blocks since I've been here. So I had three nerve blocks in like five months time and that's when they put you to sleep and they put anesthetic in your spine and it's this whole thing. And it's supposed to like block your brain from recognizing that you're in pain. Yeah. And all three of them have been unsuccessful. And so I think after this last Girl. one that was, uh, I did it about a month ago. Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? This yeah. is really cool. And uh, mm. very sarcastically. You yeah. You can't see my face. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see it. But, <laughs> but so I, I I was so mad, really, yeah. because I'm like, really? Can, is there nothing that can kind of yeah. help this? And yeah. I'm, you know, I've been back on my pain medication. The mm-hmm. I went back on like a year and a half ago, and okay. and that is definitely not the route I wanted to go. Yeah, and, yeah. Because that has its own, its own you know, ramifications yeah. on my body yeah. just with that, and yeah. um, so many side effects that I have to like counteract with other medications yeah. to like be normal. Yeah. And um, so I think that was that was a pretty frustrating mm-hmm. moment of like yeah. really because. For me, I've been through a lot of medical stuff, not just endometriosis. And so I have, uh, I had a surgery that went really wrong like 22 years Mm. ago. So from that, I have PTSD anytime a needle comes near me. So the rest of the, everything is normal. But if a needle comes near me, I have a, it's really, really bad. So for all of these, you have to have an IV. And so not only does my um, PTSD get triggered, which is a whole like round of things that goes wrong. Plus recovering from the surgery itself. Yeah. And so going through all that and being yeah. willing to, yeah. um, and then have no end result, yeah. like no, oh, no relief at it's all. It's darkness. Yeah. And, yeah. and I remember sitting in the, my appointment last week, uh, to go, you know, to check up in and yeah. had gone well. And she's like, nothing. And I said, nothing. And she yeah. goes, it's not even less or yeah. shorter. I'm like, nope. Sorry. And in the back yeah. of your head, you're thinking, do they believe me? Mm-hmm. Or do they think I'm just trying to get something from them? Right. Like, Sometimes yeah. that goes through my head too. Yeah. So yeah, it's not that I have felt hopeless. Like yeah. there's so much dark. I can't yeah. see any light, but the yeah. light's pretty small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's probably, those would be probably the two things yeah. that stand out the most. I, mm-hmm. I think that's honest. And yes. thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you've found yourself facing that again. Yeah. Um, and just the, the devastation of that. It's a lot. I hate, I hate that for lot. you, and I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. I do think that you sharing today and being so honest and open, I hope will really encourage other people that they mm. aren't alone. Thank you. I hope so, too. Because I think both of us know what that feels like, and we don't want that for anybody. No. We don't want that for anybody. Mm-mm. And um, these are the times when you can't isolate. You oh, can't gosh. step into the mindset of isolation. Yeah. Um, because that is where the no light comes in. Yep. And I just, I encourage you, I encourage our listeners, like, don't step into that Mm -hmm. where the, that little bit, it's so tiny Mm -hmm. is barely there some days, Mm -hmm. but that's when we've got to let a little bit of love and light in because 
we won't make it without that. No. And it's needed, whether that be our faith or people who love and care for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of those things can cure us. Mm-hmm. And so we tell ourselves, is it really worth it? Do I really want to exhaust the energy? And I think a lot of what we've talked about today, which wasn't necessarily our plan, sure. Um, but I love how <laughs> the conversations just take where they need to go. Yeah, is is to not um, not let that isolation take you down a path that you don't need to be. Mm-hmm. And also for for us who are walking through this, to be able and be willing to let people come in, mm-hmm. so we don't walk it alone. And yeah. because it, it's it's ongoing. Yeah. It's ongoing. Yeah, it's and ongoing. um it doesn't matter if we always know how to make the right decisions mm-hmm. or what the right decisions are if we can keep that little bit of light in, mm-hmm. right? And I just yeah. think it's important. And you've mm-hmm. you've addressed that in a lot of different ways today mm-hmm. of just um not stepping into that mindset of isolation and closing mm-hmm. closing the the little bit of light that sometimes is there. Because we don't know how to help you unless you need help. Exactly. And that's me telling me that too. Like, people yeah. don't know unless you tell them. Yeah, and I'll be checking on you more. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you confessed up in here and now we're going to be texting you a little oh, bit more. Oh, I love it. I love um, that. Because really, I know. I mean, we don't know. We don't. And, and I even say that at work to my customers. Like, I don't know unless yeah. I know. Unless I know. And so yeah. I think it's the same thing here where yeah. even if it's, even if it's going into one of these groups that, that are on Facebook and there's a ama- there's quite a few amazing groups with tons and tons of women. Yes. They're all in the same way. Yes. Jump in there and just like, you know, put in, Hey, today's been a really sucky so day and, and have people pour in and just like so add good. comments. They don't know who yeah. you are, but they'll say, Hey, you yeah. keep going. And yeah. I've done that a couple of times yeah. just to like, just to get that, yeah. of, I'm not by myself. So yeah. finding ways of, if it's a safe person or if it's a safe group so or good. if it's, you know, a family member or us, you know, yeah. just reach yeah. out so that we Definitely. can support you. Mm-hmm. DM, they're not broken. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I want to just kind of wrap up in a way where you have the opportunity. We've kind of hopped around yeah. probably a little more than I thought we would, but I like it because I think, I think, I feel like we've kind of just gone there on a couple of different things yeah. and I'm glad I'm, I'm very honored that you would let us navigate some of that conversation oh, thanks for asking. but if you could say anything mm-hmm. to let's let's do it two ways okay. um anything to just a woman in general who's mm-hmm. dealing with with a chronic disease or chronic health issues mm-hmm. and then also how would you address single women mm-hmm. who are navigating big life decisions like you had to. Yeah. What it what it would be the top tip you would give both of those categories? Yeah, great question. I think for the first one, um, you know, we touched on in the beginning, like advocate for yourself. Yeah. You've got to advocate for yourself. It's You've good. got to stand up for what you need and not just take whatever scraps that these doctors are going to give you. Yeah. Um so and good. there's a lot of them out there that are just going to give you scraps and yeah and you need to have yeah. The full meal, really. You need to have yeah. somebody that's going to care for you and yep. and that you can talk to and yep. that will give you options to get results. So, so that's that's the first thing I would say. Yeah. And then for for singleness, it's tough because navigating singleness on its own oh. is is especially yeah. in the church is really hard. I'm just going to put it very hard. The first question that's its own podcast. Its own we should podcast. do its own podcast because that's up. real. It's real. Sadly, like, it's real. Sadly, it's real. I, I hate that because especially you. I will go on a little tangent uh-huh. for you. 
Thank you. Like it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. because you are a strong, successful, confident, thriving in her life. Okay. Granted, we just talked about all the things you're dealing with, <laughs> That's okay. but you are thriving yeah. in your life and yeah. that you are, you are in control of your life. Yep. Um, you, you maintain beautiful relationships and experiences mm. in life. Thank you. And the fact that you should feel out of place or less than for 1.5 seconds <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I hate that for you because, uh, first of all, if we are going to go there and, and I know I'm getting on a soapbox, <laughs> you can hear it in my voice. I'm getting, I'm getting feisty. Fired up. I love Get it. a little fired up over here. Um, if you have to experience that one in a faith community, it's absolutely not how, it's not the God that I would serve. Yeah. That's not what he, he doesn't look at you that way. And that's not how he created life yeah. to be lived is yeah. that you are missing something. Yeah. Uh, now, do you have a heart's desire and are there things that you want in your heart? Awesome. Yeah. And if you don't want that, awesome, awesome too. Both, yeah. Um, I just feel like that is not a defining aspect of being successful and having a happy life. No. Mm-hmm. Or a thriving life. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to step back for my no. because I'm not the person navigating it. But for you, I get fired up. I'm well, like, no, oh. it's true. Like, uh, you know, finding church when you're single is really hard because yeah. you walk in and the first two questions they ask are, oh, are you married? Oh, do you have kids? Yep. Cool. I'm zero on both. So how, right. now, now how would you like now to go? Now where would you like to go? <laughs> and usually it just ends at that point. Yeah. And then they, they walk off and find oh, a family so... they can talk to because they don't have anything in common. It's so, so sad. It's 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 difficult. Uh, Educate yourself, people, on better questions. Just say hi to people. Just say hi. Yeah. So um, especially at my age, too. I mean, I'll be 44 this year and I've always been single. And so I don't know any other life to navigate yeah. except for yeah. a single one. And so I think um, I think for that. You know, kind of the same things where don't isolate yourself. Yeah, Find other good. people. Yeah. You know, quite almost all of my friends are married now, yeah. which is great. Yeah. But they're the longer you're married, the yeah. less you you remember about being single, which yeah. is just how normal yeah. life goes. Yeah. And so yeah. if you can find people that are still in the same walk of life, I think it's really helpful. Yeah, um I uh yeah, because it, it is tough. I'm yeah. it's it's not not that my life is tough or yeah. that I see, you know, this big giant missing piece because I don't have a, a man next to me. That's good. I don't I'm see glad it. you're going there. Yeah, yeah, I don't see it as that that for me, but yeah. other people see it yeah. that way. And yeah. so it's hard to when you when you like meet people and you and you're like, oh, you know, I'm so single, whatever. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh. Cool. Well, I wasn't sorry I wasn't before, sorry. but I guess I should feel like Until right now. you're sorry. You now know? I'm sorry. Yeah. Or uh, you're at a wedding and they're like, oh, you're next. Yeah. You know how many times have it? Yeah. No, I've caught four, four bouquets. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So there's. <laughs> That's a, its own podcast, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if you, if you are single, having to go through making this decision, it's really hard. Yeah. It's not an easy decision. Yeah. And that's good. But if it's it gives true. you some relief or yeah. it puts you in a place physically that you couldn't mm-hmm. accomplish otherwise, yeah. then it's worth it. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, am I still in pain? Yeah. Am I at a six yeah. right now? Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. But yeah. am I glad that I did it? Yeah. Because the pain's different yeah. now. And yeah. so it was a lot sharper before. Yeah. You know, there's aspects of that yeah. that's that better. Um, it has, re- I mean, I don't have to have a period anymore yeah. which is amazing i mean yeah. that like we said that yeah. in itself is yeah. kind of nice to one good to think thing about that i hone in I on never that never have to go down that aisle again in the grocery <laughs> store like we're done so that's kind of nice exactly but it is hard it yeah. is hard because you not yeah. only are you making a, a 
forever decision yeah. for your own self, yes. but you have to make it by yourself. Yep. And you don't have like that person that's supposed to kind of hold your hand during that experience to be with you. Yeah. Um, so it is hard. And that's why it's really important to find people that have experienced that. Yeah. Married or not. Yes. But to yeah. speak into that for you and, yeah. and kind of help talk you through it, I think is really yeah. helpful. I had a pastor's wife that went through the same thing that I was able to talk to. And, mm, and it was great to just kind of get their, yeah. her perspective yeah. on the experience. And, yeah. Um, so I'm really, I'm really grateful for that, but it is, it's hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. It is hard because you're doing it by yourself. Yeah. And not saying that being married makes everything no, better. It's, it absolutely it's just doesn't. different. It's, it's just different, different, you know? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so I think good. just finding whether it be a group or whether it be yeah. a, you know, maybe you have an incredible group, small yeah. group that you have with church or maybe yeah. you have a, a really incredible group of friends or a yeah. best friend that you can yeah. go to. I think talking about yeah. it is huge. Yeah. Uh, and I think, um, if you are asked to make that decision and you just think about it and then you make it, yeah. I think it's a whole lot harder than yeah. being able to process it with somebody yeah. else. And, yeah. that's um, so that's probably what I would say. I think that's great advice because single or not, I think sometimes we try to make decisions in our own strength and our own mindset. Mm-hmm. And I do think those, you know, the Facebook groups, the Instagram, like all of the connections that you can ask questions to be, I did not do that. And it's mm. one of my greatest regrets. Mm. Or if I did ask, it was somebody who was like up and fine in like three weeks. And that was not oh, my story. Brother. So whatever. Not my story. No, I, I've literally <laughs> met like a whole three people. And those were the three people oh that I asked. God. So now I'm like, oh, I wish I would have talked to this group. And that for group. them. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, great. That. Happy for them. But all that, that to say, I think if, if, if they'll hear what you're saying, yeah ask questions, seek, you know, commonality in Mm -hmm. regards to, okay, this person's been through this. I'm going to find out what their experience is. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, it's still going to be your own experience, but you don't go in with blinders and fear that's unneeded. Yes. Um, and so I just think that's really good advice. And I do think single or not, Mm -hmm. um, which I appreciate you sharing your perspective on that is that, we have to realize it is a big decision mm-hmm. and it is affecting future things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can get through it mm-hmm. if we will navigate it, not by ourselves. Exactly. I think that's the main thing that you've shared today is mm-hmm. even if you are single and there's not a hunky husband, like you said the other, a while ago, <laughs> um, is you don't have to be alone in no. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that we say with Baron not broken is like, no matter the barren places in our life, Mm -hmm. like let's not live broken. Mm -hmm. And I think the brokenness happens when we um, don't do it, do life with other people. Absolutely. And so um, thank you for being willing to share so much of your story and, and also just like your perspective and the realness of it. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that because it is, it it just is all those things and more. There's Mm -hmm. things that you could, you and I could sit here for hours and hours and talk about, (laughs) and we both know that. Um, but I do appreciate, and I hope that, um, as listeners, you guys will take in, um, the tips and the thought processes. I think Mm -hmm. you've brought a lot of thought process to the table, Robin, and I hope Mm -hmm. the listeners will, um, take that in Mm -hmm. and really help, um, navigate their own thought process of like, where am I at? Yeah. Asking yourselves the right questions, asking, um, who do you need to open up your heart to? Who do you Mm. need to share your story with so that you are better equipped to walk life thriving and not just surviving? I love that. And so I do hope that I feel like that is something that you've brought to the table today, Robin, Mm -hmm. is that 
you are constantly finding a way in order to thrive and not just survive. Mm -hmm. And so I really hope the listeners picked up on that because I did. And it's (laughs) encouraging and it's possible. Thank you. Um, It doesn't minimize the pain. It doesn't minimize what you're walking through, but it is possible. And so thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for joining us today on Barren Not Broken. Um, I hope that you will check out um, more information on our Instagram, our Facebook, uh, our website, barrennotbroken.com. And thank you for allowing us to um, share our story. And thank you for stepping into that space with us. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us for this two-part series. I hope you were encouraged. There is nothing like hearing from someone else's story to be reminded that we are not alone and our story matters. Remember, no matter the barren places in our lives, we do not have to live broken.